I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Yeah, it's Superhero Friday here on The Real Brian Show. And I think the theme of this episode will simply be madness. March Madness. TV and movie madness, gaming madness, foodie madness, life hack madness. I, I think we need a better term, though, than madness. I've got one. How about honk festiveness? <sighs> Let's rock it. Doesn't the, uh, the the word honk festiveness just bring a treat to your ears, a spring to your step, a gloriousness to your otherwise boring day? Thank you. Sure. Well, hello there. Hi. I'm Neville Brian. Joining me. I'm Miss Light. And I am Miss Ice. Woo! Woohoo! Woo! Well, Miss Ice, uh, welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thank you. It is so much fun to be here. And it's good Finally. to be talking to you again because you and I used to do Aero Squad and back in the way back in the day, like, back in, you know, when we were youngsters. When we were all your age. Central City Underground, that was... Oh my gosh. You remember Can that? you even remember back that far? Uh, it was like... It was like it was the, the two, good old days. 2014s, you know, way back in them days. Those were like the best days of our lives. OMG. Like... like uh, Oh my totally God. for sure. I'm I'm serious. Like I was like no, those, no, I just, no, no, I just like can't no, even tell you enough no. about oh. those days. Like there I was. could just go on and on, but I would just be boring you then. Well, and you know what I really want to do right now because this is like my like what? favorite song ever. Come on, come on. Oh, thank God it's O M G. Thank God it's. Oh, if only I had a voice like that, you know, people would uh, cry. First Friday there, of spring. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is. Right. Springtime. Just saying. In the f- mm-hmm. real Brian show studios. I, I We need a name for our community. We're thinking we're trying. Yeah. You and I talk about this all the time. TR Beasters. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so, sounds kind of like teamsters and now yeah, we're officially true. a union <laughs> Ooh, well, the real brian show union <laughs> <laughs> next week i'm going on strike we want more money we want more money <laughs> not my real brian show <laughs> <laughs> we should do it we should go march uh-huh. let's march on the Capitol. that'll work yeah the real we'll, brian show march yeah, it'll be like three of us people will be <laughs> yeah. like what is this i've never even heard of this we we can have we can have picket signs that like we, we rotate in and out and like yeah. I I love looking at at crowds of people during marches and finding the randomest signs mm-hmm. and you, you you can always find one there's like you know I don't know why I'm here or <laughs> or some funny quote of something oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Man- always got to be one manatees, that would be me and manatees a crowd. are our nemeses. Yes. That would be the one that we would throw up there. What does that yep. even mean? Uh, manatees are our nemeses. I don't get they, it. it. They're rhymes. not our friends. Obviously. Haven't no. you ever seen the 
the you know the campaigns to like stop manatees in this world no because you know manatees are are, are they are they uh, endangered no oh well they should be <laughs> so i'm thinking like uh pete is going to call me up tomorrow and be like what the <laughs> you know they have a gun sound are we scared of manatees no i love them but there should manatees be less manatees like- in our in our world Actually, if you're curious about manatees, that's what I'm writing the blog post on. Since I am like, since I'm part of this episode, I was like, what should I write on? I'll write about manatees. <laughs> that will be great. Should we explain the story? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So in, was this June last year, mm-hmm. you were visiting us and we were driving around and I think we were coming back from Boulder. I yeah. think so. Mm-hmm. And in the car. Uh, I don't know how this got started, but I I think this was your idea. Maybe Miss Eisen, you were like, hey, let's... uh. Let's do it where each of us says one word after another. You know that game? I said something about manatees, and then you're like, R, and I went, R, and you went, nemeses. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and thus it was born. <laughs> so, and actually, that might have been the start of us coming up with episode titles for The Real Brian Joe. Yeah, and so most of the Superhero Friday episodes that you do see now, titles that is. The most random things you've ever heard. Are, are things we came up with in that <laughs> car ride from Boulder. Right. Well, actually, it was that whole week. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there were a couple that came out when we were in Estes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and good old random we were not fun. under the influence of anything except no. fun. Caffeine, maybe. Yeah, maybe caffeine and laughter and all that. So, uh, you know, it's all good. Uh, should we, do you want to try this game really quickly? I mean, are we feeling it? Uh, you know, just for like maybe a minute. <laughs> well, let's, time sure. it. let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So, Sarah, let's do it this way. Sarah starts. Okay. Okay. Miss Light starts, then Miss Ice, and then I will go. We'll do it in that order. Okay. Okay. Mountains can be extremely furry, except on Tuesdays. Therefore, when I find peacefulness on Wednesdays, (laughs) therefore, (laughs) my (laughs) giant furry mountaintop. Gets extremely hairy. <sighs> oh, that was fantastic. We forgot a period or commas in that. But yeah, no. I, that's all right. You don't have to say that. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> okay, one Semi-colon. more. Really quick. One more. Okay, Go for okay. it. Silver. Bells. Shine. Always. Under. Water. And. In. Cars. Which. Use. Rocket fuel. And. Furry. <laughs> mufflers <laughs> period <laughs> yeah. okay i'm done <laughs> oh my gosh no, that's how that stupid thing all got it was so much fun though you should try it, it with your friends fun. sometime it's, it's good icebreaker it is yeah it's a great idea it's so much better than what are your highs and lows of the last week yeah oh, oh man mm-hmm. which, are, which are good in certain circles and not good in other circles and <laughs> Sometimes you just need something to get your brain juices flowing mm-hmm. instead of being introspective, you know? Uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. a really good point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is one of the main purposes of Superhero Fridays. Absolutely. Because it's so easy to get introspective on things. And I like talking about, you know, issues like, oh my gosh, this week was kind of a tense one. I know. On Monday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really was the idea between responsibilities versus Mm -hmm. burdens, but yes, it was, you know, instigated or inspired by the homeless issue, which of course some people took 
Well, sure. It's incorrectly. Very, it's very controversial. But, you know, it, it's important and then going into other things. But, you know, it is nice just to kind of relax and turn our brains off first. Yeah, have some fun. It's yeah. called madness. That's what we're doing today is madness. madness. Okay, okay, side note really quick because okay, some people, I, I got some great feedback, by the way, from Monday, but a couple of people did definitely not hear it correctly, I think. And I just want to clarify. Please do. I was not saying all homeless people are lazy. Some you people, never said that. No, some people thought that, though. Mm. Um, and, and that's not what I was saying. I was saying that for those that are, that's the responsibility versus burden. Some people brought up some great points. Like, we don't know their story. Very true. Mm-hmm. Some of mm-hmm. them are prohibited or prevented from working, you know, like a disability or something like that. Or maybe there's a mental illness or something. And, and that's a burden. That's where we need to come around and help them. But then there are those mm-hmm. that take advantage of the system and are lazy and that kind of thing. And that's what I was talking about. But again, that wasn't about homelessness. I just wanted to clarify because... I had some great feedback and I really appreciated it. So to clarify. All right. So, but the madness, Mm -hmm. that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, March March madness. So you you watch March madness. Well, so we've been going to some basketball (laughs) tournament games like in person. Yeah. And we we got so busy doing that, that we actually forgot to fill out our brackets. (gasps) Say it ain't so. Of course, I'm sure you have a bracket filled out. (laughs) Who's going to my whole family uses the NCAA app, you know, and so we all have our brackets brackets on the app in the in the same group and so oh, we get to see who's nice. winning and stuff so oh that's pretty cool it's interactive yeah, real it's, time yep real time well yeah because like you you fill out your bracket ahead of time and then you know it tracks your points based on who wins and loses and then it ranks you in your group oh uh who, who's in the lead and whatever so mm. you know it's it's fun because like you know my mom and one of my aunts who <laughs> Doesn't don't really watch basketball. They they just love filling it out and joining in anyway because it's it's just like fun. It's like you know filling out your bracket. You don't really have to know what's going on. <laughs> you just fill out a bunch of words. I mean, like random, random I teams. I love watching it, but I yeah. don't I don't like I don't avidly watch college basketball throughout its whole season to know exactly who to pick. Well, sure, you know I, I watch some. Right, there's too many games. There's yeah. too much to do and. But, you know, but it's exciting because, you know, exciting. this time of year is when you see the best of the best and they're playing really well and they're playing hard. You know, mm-hmm. they want to win. And so that's when you really got, you know, that's when you really see incredible sportsmanship. And- uh, yeah. This is when you see like mediocre average teams step up their game and have their stars just like bust out the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you just see like these kids with this raw talent just excelling on the floor when when it all matters. These kids just don't give up. And it's so much fun. Yeah. I think that's a good life skill because when you yeah. get under pressure and when it's like everything's on the floor and everyone's watching you, that's when it's hard to pull it off. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and in such life, a confidence builder too. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. Who's your team? My overall pick is Kansas, but I I also pick Kansas every year. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they're pretty good so, every year too. Yeah. I just, I have huge respect for Bill Self. You know, I just love his coaching style and his philosophy on coaching. So it's funny. Uh, all of our interns in our office have come from KU in the last couple of years. And so there's oh, really, there's like rock chalk Jayhawk symbols all over our office. It's pretty fun. You know, yeah, so coaching fun. style. Is it, uh, is it something like this? Yes. No, no, certain. Sure, sure, uh, well, it was fun. Not anymore though. Is it, is uh, it? No, not by no, now. it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think. Since you're thinking now, go on. Think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Listen up. I'm coaching. Basketball is zero fun now. That's his coaching style, right? 
what a great movie. I haven't seen that <laughs> movie in so long. Let's let's use a let's use a football coach talking for a basketball. No, I will. You know, the, the, yeah. I guess I could have brought in you know uh, Mr. Samuel L. Brought in. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Brought Coach in. Carter. What, what was Carter, he in? Yes. Coach Carter. Yep. That was Coach it. Coach Carter. Okay. That was such a good movie and that a true a story. Yeah. Or loosely based on. Well, I heard it was like, you know, word for word accurate. <laughs> really? I met wow. Coach Carter myself. I mean, <laughs> I just, they can't even get word for word accuracy when they make it out of a book. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should interview Coach Carter and just be like, so yeah. How was it? So tell me everything that they got wrong about the movie. Speaking of games, mm. teamwork, mm-hmm. laying it all out on the floor. Did you have this experience? Overwatch. All right. What a great game. Gaming madness. By the way, um, I think I'm going to start a new campaign. Hashtag, you know, union, whatever. Gaming matters or gamers matter. Oh, you know, you know, like everybody's trying to get their group that matters. You know, we matter. So how about gaming matters? Hashtag or hashtag gamers matter. What do you think? They're people. Of course they matter. Yeah. But gaming matters too. Huh? huh? Hmm? It is a hmm? hobby for a lot of people. It's not just a hobby. It's oh. a way of living. Oh, okay. That's it's a lifestyle. <laughs> I just want to say I reconnected with a friend of mine who did radio with me. Back again, back in the day. <laughs> He's a doctor almost now. A mm-hmm. uh, mad scientist who is in med school, third year. Uh, anyway, so we're going to start calling him Dr. The Mad Scientist. Mm-hmm. Very excited, but he's going to be joining me here on The Real Brian Show as well for a Superhero Friday. He's also and then, a gamer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Well, it was really cool. We got to connect, and uh, but I just I wanted to shout out to him. And also, this was this was crazy. So game night, guys, we get together, you know, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the mad scientist, he's like, I'm going to bring a friend on, and this friend jumps on, and it's a girl. What? I'm like, what? <laughs> we have a female gamer. What? And I know there's more of them out there. I just was surprised. It was refreshing. Mm. So shout out to Mango Droplet. Sorry. By the way, she was really good. Oh. Like really good. Don't underestimate her. Mm-hmm. Well, I That's think a great I, name. Mango Droplet. Isn't that awesome? Thank you. I love that. Gamers matter. All right. I think if you uh, if you hashtag that on Twitter, you're probably going to find that other people have already used that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's there are so there. there are so few hashtags anymore that haven't been used honk festiveness is not a hashtag yet <laughs> until today <laughs> it's gonna be somebody will make it one <laughs> let's go to town oh my gosh so even in the midst of gaming and watching basketball it's been nice to actually get outside a little bit more it's warming up a little less wind mm-hmm. loving the sun almost biking season colorado you never know what to expect and allergies have started and people this is early mm-hmm. usually april and may is kind of the big allergy you know sorry nicole yeah mm-hmm. Nicole's struggling. Those beautiful trees don't love her back. But they are beautiful trees. (laughs) Pink and white and red and very nice. So pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, forget that then. Let's do this. For those of you struggling with allergies, how about a uh, a YouTube of the week? Okay. So we've talked about Star Wars. You're you're finally watching Star Wars. I'm I'm a late adopter. I get it. Okay. It's it's great. Oh, by the way, I saw a shirt. I feel like I should get this. It was a picture of Harrison Ford wearing it. And it was Han Solo on it. And it said, legends are born in May. Oh, you know, for May the 4th. But also uh-huh. I was born in May. You definitely need that shirt. I feel like I, I need to wear it. I'm a legend. <laughs> I'm like five. Han Solo. Really? Except not a smuggler. Do you have a Falcon Millennium? Well, I don't have a ship or a gun or a Wookiee. I ate a Wookiee this oh. weekend in order. Uh, one of those cookie Wookiees? No, a real oh. Wookiee. <laughs> A real one. The Wookiee. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. I ate one in, oh, in honor do. of Star Wars and, and you, mm-hmm. Miss Ice. 
if it was possible to ship those to me, I would I would make you ship one to me. It's possible. But I, I would be afraid that it would melt and well, then it wouldn't. And I yeah. think they ship. We'll have to look into that. I'll find it's out. Cookie dough between cookies dipped in chocolate. I mean, geez. Yeah. How could I that mean, not be? What else do you want? Out of cookie? <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, we had so to hungry. we had to eat it in in halves, didn't we? We cut it in half, ate one, and then oh yeah, they're, they're intense. I made the mistake of eating an entire one once, and <gasps> it was not a good thing. Painful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like one. I'm glad I did that, but oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my tummy. <laughs> I need like 15 probiotic pills and yogurt. <laughs> Do you have that video? Uh, so this video is I love this. If you've ever heard of the Arl knots, and it's A U R A L N A U T S Arl knots. Um, so, you know, the throne room at the end of Star Wars, A New Hope, episode four, and it's that beautiful piece by John Williams, the throne room scene, um, and they're walking down and they're getting their prizes and everything. So they did a video. It's it's it is the throne room scene. They added a few sound effects in there, but they said, what would it be like if we were to take John Williams out of this scene? You mean the music? The music. Mm. <laughs> a little less emotional. It's so funny. Oh, funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Like somebody sneezing in the background or something. Somebody's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. The yeah. link to that YouTube video will definitely be in the show notes. So check that out. It's going to be awesome. Now we have a hack of the week. I'm starting to do this thing. I want to start doing like of the week. So like, I don't know, some kind of a video of the week, YouTube of the week, whatever hack of the week mm. gadget or a fun thing of the week, music of the week, book article of the week, health tip stuff like that. Just want to start having some fun like that. So miss light. You have a hack of the week. I bring you a life hack.org laugh hack of the week. A laugh hack? Mm-hmm. You don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wise you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hold on. We're not supposed to laugh or have any fun, right? I mean, this is the wisdom that I've heard in the past. You're not allowed to have any fun unless you're laughing at how dumb the devil is. I mean, isn't that... <laughs> isn't that, that is not true. Oh. Thanks for Thanks for trying. Okay, so we are supposed to laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the whole reason of laughing is endorphins are released. You get mm. lower stress. You know, you expand your lungs, stretch out your muscles, release emotion. It can also just be like you smile. Even if you aren't actually happy, your face being in a smiling position tells your brain that you're smiling and releases those same chemicals. Is that not crazy? Smiling is my favorite. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an attractive feature. You know, people will be drawn to you and you'll be more successful in your career and have more confidence. And at work, I employed this with my coworkers recently because it's been, there's some stress going on and things are a little crazy. And I said, Hey guys, let's all do extra smiling. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> smiling exercises, everybody out of their seats. <laughs> do your cheeks hurt yet? <laughs> it's actually, but your, your outlook really does improve when you yeah. actually mm-hmm. start smiling or laughing at, the most random, like the stuff that's super dumb. You're like, okay, can we just laugh about it instead of getting all mad and like agitated? Yeah. So that's my life hack of the week. You know, the experiments that I've been doing about talking to people and, you know, trying to smile at them and seeing if they'd smile back. Oh, like on the bike trail. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So I, I've done a little bit differently, possibly because I've been trying to choose a better attitude in general, which I think is therefore starting to become a habit. Ooh, good. And so therefore when you're outside, not to mention it's been nice. So I'm just smiling and I'm happy and I'm not just like fake smiling at somebody. I'm just smiling. I don't even there's nobody there. And then somebody walks by and I'm still smiling. That's fantastic. And I've noticed that people are looking at me and smiling back now for the oh, most part. Good. That's so great. apparently it's not just the act of smiling. It's actually the quote, 
you know, energy. energy that you put out mm-hmm. through your positive attitude versus, ne- I mean, you know, if you're negative, people say that dark cloud, right? Mm. They can feel it. Your comes to mind. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then also probably going to rain. <laughs> that would be, your. I like rain though. <laughs> so we met this guy that was probably in his eighties and he's all smiling and having a good time. And you know, he said, you want to know what the secret to life is? And he uh, said, of course I do. Yes. Naturally. <laughs> and he said, well, one of them is laughing. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. And he looked young and he looked healthy. Vibrant. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. Laughing's my but, favorite. But Brian, but Sarah, if I laugh, I'll get laugh lines. And then, then what? Isn't that attractive? I mean, then be, I'll have to start using like eyeliner? facial. Botox? Yeah. Eyeliner to fill in the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> because eyeliner. then you'll see all the lines on my face. Put some coconut oil on it and fill in the crack. <laughs> Is that a life just, hack? <laughs> Maybe I'll just get a little Botox a to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Tim Allen in uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, geez. <laughs> so funny. Sun-tan. Yeah. Oh. Well, I appreciate laughter. I think it's good. And uh, that's why we try to laugh here. Woo-hoo. Laugh. Do it. I did. <laughs> so our little fun thing of the week. <laughs> this was recommended to us at the local comic book and game store. Mm-hmm. And our friends actually had it. So we got to try it out. Seven Wonders, the game, the tabletop game, which is like all the seven wonders of the ancient world. And you get to pick one and you have to build up resources and get game points. And I was pretty much lost the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it's the way you just described it kind of sounds like Settlers of Catan. Exactly. Similar to that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not into complicated games as much as I am. That is correct. However, did you enjoy it? Well, I think. Once I caught on a sort of, I, it was interesting, but I mean, it was just because we had fun people there. They're our friends and they're yeah. laughing and they're, you know, and I think I came in third out of six, which was totally by accident because I had no idea. What I was doing. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really was fun though. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's very much your type of game. I would say more like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But they have expansions and they have different universes. I don't know. Like it can go on and on forever. Does it teach you about the seven wonders or is it more just like a strategy game where you're trying to, it is more like strategy where you have to get armies and you have to build up wood and I don't know. Does it teach you about the wonders? Not really. We were still trying to learn the game. So there might've been more there than than we actually saw. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the first time you play a game, you only ever really learn the rules and then you can start to have fun after. Well, that's probably, I should probably give it another (laughs) chance. Actually. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Cause they showed us a little video on how to play it. And the guy was saying all these things. He's like, and here we'll demonstrate. And he's like this, put it in super fast motion. Oh, yeah. and I was like, what? I don't know what he's doing. You know, it was actually a well done video, but it was. it was really fast and over. It was like drinking from a fire hose. That, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Like. Maybe I'll go. My, back and watch that again. Yeah. my manager actually designs and creates board games. He, really? he goes to all sorts of conventions and stuff really? and produces everything. I think he has a couple huh. for sale even, but. Yeah, he, just the way he talks about it just makes it so fascinating to me. I'm not a very good game player. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's not something that really draws me in. I like it when people will introduce me to a new game, but yeah. it's fascinating to hear about the strategy behind it, and especially people who design it. I mean, that takes a, well, a to, very mm-hmm. unique perspective. To come up with something new that hasn't been done before. I mean, yeah, and it's it's almost like four dimensional too, you know, like just instead of composing music or writing a story. You know, this is like you have to think about the fourth wall, the the element of the audience interacting with your story and giving it a very strict paradigm of rules in order for them 
to have a good experience. Yeah. Does he do this just as a hobby in his free time? He makes a little bit of money off of it. He, the fascinating thing, I love this, is he has a 3D printer now. So he can like print oh, off nice. all of his pieces too, just like for yeah. like modeling and, well, that's and very stuff. cool. Yeah. I like that. Maybe we'll see yeah. it at the game store sometime soon. You yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or you could send us, you know, a, a beta test copy if we want to <laughs> you know, try it out <laughs> for him. I'm sure he does need beta testers. I will. Well, I'll ask him. Yeah. Be like, hey, the Real Brian Show is willing to uh, test your game out. Test drive mm-hmm. your game. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. So there you go. Now, I understand, Miss Light, you have an article. Well, you had talked about morning your show. morning routine yeah. several times about how you're now putting your cell phone away from your bed stand. It's not even in the same room. You wake up, you have your morning, you drink your coffee, you center yourself, think of what you're going to do for the day, you know. Mm-hmm. before you start checking email and and you said it's going pretty well so i was just going to reaffirm that um harvard business review also talks about that and says that basically your first few moments of the day is when you have the most stress hormones why because you think of what's going to happen in the day and then you check your messages and all that and then you, you know if you would just spend the first 2 minutes like noticing your breath and you know if thoughts of your day just come into your mind you let them go and you just really center yourself first you'll really decrease your stress response. And thus, I think that impacts your entire day if that's the way you get started. So I just wanted to say, keep going. That's a really good strategy. It's great. I just thought of something random that kind of goes along with that. Uh, You know, just a little hack if you want. We can get over the health stuff, but I wanted to share this because I think it's kind of funny, but you know, I've had uh, some neck pain from, you know, having a bad posture and other things. And not to mention, I talk all the time. So it's like, Mm-hmm. Oh, it, we know. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really hard as a talker to keep everything in check, you know, neck and everything else. My Pilates instructor, yeah, my Pilates instructor was doing this. He like grabs me into the armpit and starts like doing this thing with personal, uh, don't you think? Yeah, with well, I mean, he he asked. Um <laughs> Just It's like armpit, there's a bunch of muscles down there on the on the front and on the back, you know, where it kind of meets the chest and also connects with the scapula because he's a former massage therapist. He was doing some uh, massage work there. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, my neck's looser. That's so weird. And I was like, what? Isn't that so weird. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's connected to your scapula, which connects all the, the neck muscles. Well then seeing my PT, <laughs> you know, of course uh, for the back and everything else, but and he was asking how the, the neck was doing. And I was telling him. And so then they started working on like my rib cage and chest and everything else. And they were realizing that I don't breathe properly Oh, geez. because of the back. And I've had to hold in my, my stomach a lot, you know, to be able to stand up correctly. I breathe what they call vertical breathing. So when you breathe your, your shoulders go up and down versus mm-hmm. normal and healthy breathing is when your diaphragm, diaphragm expands. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. And he said, I'm getting about 30% air capacity by the end of, you know, that time they were working some stuff and working some of the, I've never had rib cage muscles worked. That was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I feel so much looser. My neck doesn't hurt anymore. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And they were teaching me how to breathe, you know, diaphragm kind of breathing and all that. And they said they were, I was up to 88% capacity by the end of the, wow. The session. Nice. So I, I don't know. I just throwing that stuff out as kind of a reminder that your body works together and so like oh my gosh i have neck pain and i'm working on breathing mm-hmm. rib cage muscles and armpit <laughs> muscles <laughs> and that yeah and then you weren't addressing the root problem I, apparently wow well and breathing is half of the battle of any workout or seriously exercise i mean without breath we are nothing so true i had a massage a couple years ago 
that gave me basically the same instruction. They they worked with me about half of the time just getting me to breathe properly. Oh. And then continued on with the massage and and I was able to actually relax. But mm. another thing that I've recently discovered is like, you know when people say stand up, you know, and pull your shoulders back? Yeah. I have been doing that wrong for a very long time, probably mm. since somebody told me to pull my shoulders back. When you're when you pull your shoulders back, it's not like your shoulders themselves. It's like if you think about where your shoulder blades are and then think about like the very bottom of the shoulder blades on the back, if you're pulling those muscles together, your shoulders naturally draw back. Hmm. And and so you're not yanking your shoulders back. You're kind of drawing your back in with your shoulder blades. And by default, your shoulders go back with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not, and then I don't feel tense through my shoulders, which is where like Mm. so much of my tension is built up is just, just in my shoulders. But just that simple act of pulling your shoulder blades together on your back instead of yanking your shoulders back, that has relieved so much tension in my neck. That is awesome. I was also doing crazy. I was doing that where I was also trying to push my neck, my head and my neck back as well, because you know, you got to stand straight. And yep. I was corrected saying, no, don't push it back. Act it like something's pulling it up. Yep. And I'm like, oh, and I started doing that. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, that's a very different feeling and much, much nicer. And also just as well, straighter technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back well, and that's what yoga teaches you so much about is just lengthening instead of mm-hmm. like yeah. yank or like trying to yank yourself into a position. You know, it's, it's all about finding the most use of your space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm, very cool. Yeah. So I lo- those, those little things can make such a difference. Oh, I know I lo- it, it's amazing. That's, that's the one thing I love about health hacks is that, you know, it's funny, like when you're in your, I don't know, high school, college, maybe right out of college and all that, it's like something goes wrong and your body just heals itself and you're fine. You I know. don't think twice about <laughs> it. And then it's like after a while of abuse, because let's, I mean, like even today I was, uh, I was at the coffee shop, I was doing some work and there's this kid sitting on this, it looked like a trunk. And he's just sitting there and he's got his laptop in his lap and his, his neck is just 90 degrees down. <laughs> and I thought he's uh, not going to feel it, but in about 10 years, Oh you're gonna man, he's going to be feeling it. Yeah. So yeah, this, I, I like all these little tweaks to say, let's keep the body healthy and I don't want to be hunched over and look like Quasimodo or whatever. <laughs> and do you want to avoid some brain fog? I have yeah. a, I have a tip about yeah. that too. So brain maker is the book by Dr. David Perlmutter. I'm talking about it all the time, but he talks about, eating probiotics um, for actually brain health. So his three tips are get a good night's sleep. Duh, of course, yes. Also eating the right foods to reduce inflammation in your gut because the that will um, inhibit your brain cells from properly communicating with each other. Mm. And then adding exercise, which promotes um, endorphins and all that kind of stuff. So we're trying more of the probiotic things. So there's, you know, kimchi and kefir and kombucha and I don't know what's with all the K Anything starts with a K. (laughs) Exactly. We haven't gotten into all those yet. Kites. I haven't actually tried kefir or kimchi yet. Oh yeah. Karaoke is a great thing for probiotics. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Actually, we're really hooked on the garlic dill living sauerkraut salad. It tastes like glorious pickles Mm -hmm. Mm, with garlic. garlic. Yeah. Uh, So sauerkraut, by the way, I don't like Mm -hmm. most of the canned sauerkraut or whatever. The stuff you buy in the store is nasty. It has to be fresh. This is literally cabbage and water that's been salt. Well, yeah, and salt. That's I been, love uh, canned sauerkraut. Can eat it oh, all day. See, it's got like vinegar or just something. Kidding. In it, I, just, I, <laughs> I thought you were serious. I'm talking about the real stuff, you know. But they added garlic and dill. Oh, 
I'm, I'm not I up for the garlic. fermented pickled eggs, but we'll get there. Yeah, he talked about ferment. No, there are some they, they things that good. I'm like, I'm okay with ferm- some, some fermented well, foods. I mean, yogurt is fermented. Cheese is fermented. That's all good stuff. But some things I just can't. You're drawing I'm the line, so right? picky about eggs that I, yeah. I don't even think I could. Yeah. The, the smell of eggs is usually what gets me. Like I can't stand the smell of boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. It just makes me nauseous. What about scrambled? Those are pretty good. It's cooked in butter. The the smell isn't the same. There's something about the way that yolk the the yolk is like. That's true. What ha- what happens to yolk when it's boiled? I I don't know what that process is called, but there's something about the way that that yolk smells that just makes. I probably had a bad experience as a kid, you know, like threw yeah. up boiled eggs or something, you know. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> I understand. And that that is stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll I understand. Mented pickled eggs. Yeah, I don't think I could do that either. But, but I will talk about this. The corned beef and cabbage, you know, was amazing mm-hmm. from St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, you know, I, I, this is definitely one of those foods that I know is not healthy, but it's good. But Irish soda bread, I didn't get any. I'm sorry. I got screwed this year. Sorry. I it's made not some. your fault. <gasps> I did. We just I didn't put get that it. in the on the list because I made it this year for uh, St. Patty's Day. <laughs> well, OK, was so how, what, what was it, by the way? How, how do you make it? We were debating this last week. Oh, it's super easy. J- basically just flour, eggs, um, a little bit of baking soda, a little bit of baking powder, sour cream. I use oh, actually half. Uh, if I have it, I use Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. but um, you can use sour cream or Greek yogurt. And I mean, there's, there's no, it doesn't raise. It's the, it's the easiest bread in the world. <laughs> and I, and I put it into a cast iron skillet, put it in the oven for an hour. Mm. Glorious. Do you sprinkle the sugar on top of it? Nope. No oh, sugar. Okay. If I have them, I put caraway seeds in the dough mm-hmm. and, and it really changes the flavor. So it's not so, a sweet type of bread. It's, it's kind of sweet. Well, there there is sugar in it. Okay. But not on top. Like you're saying the big crystal. I don't put like, yeah, I don't put sugar on top. No. There's obviously different ways to doing it. Yeah, Even, there's a ton of ways to make it. Yeah. Positive entropy last week was just saying it's just brown bread. I'm like, oh. Yeah. in Ireland, which I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Good times. Hmm. Yeah, Maybe well. we'll make you some next year. Sorry about no, that. No, it's okay. I, I was, you know, more just liking to say that I got screwed this year because I didn't get any, but that's okay. I'm glad you got, I'm glad you made some, mm-hmm. but the corned beef and we, cabbage was amazing. Oh, uh, we had a, we had a, um, wait, what did we have? A cabbage stew. Then, uh, cause I, oh, we had a movie night with some of my family mm. members. And so we had an Irish themed food. That's fun. Did you watch far and away? <laughs> what did we watch oh we, we watched fantastic beasts and where to find them very irish mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally wow. irish yeah <laughs> great but movie, no though. it was really just the food that was irish <laughs> yeah nice and and one family member that was irish which was me <laughs> i love the o'leary that's very cool yeah i love it really quickly i want to jump into uh movies because and i wanted to go see kong you did and yes. i asked a bunch of people Nobody would go with me. Mm. Screw it again. Sorry. You know, I hard knock life and and I can't tell you about Kong. I mean, I was like, guys, this is for the show. I mean, it's like a job. I have to go to a movie and and, sorry, (laughs) but you got to go see beauty and the beast, which incidentally we're going next week for that. How was it? I loved it. Okay. Did they have a real talking clock? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most of that was CGI. It's not. It's real. I mean, real talking clock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Miss Light. Mm-hmm. To- totally. I'm so excited to see it next week. <laughs> yeah, we're going. But I was I was really surprised by 
some of the actors that I was hearing because I didn't, I like purposefully stayed away from trailers and any music about it and any information about it. And so I was totally surprised by which actors were playing which roles. And so it was super fun. <laughs> Good. Nice. That's the best way sometimes. But, yeah. But we're yeah. kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, if you guys ever want to talk about it because I, I have so many thoughts about it, but I definitely don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. So we'll yeah, come back and talk about it. I really enjoyed it. it. I'll be interested to see if you guys. Do. So three thumbs up. Three. Yeah. Right, cool. All well, of them. Speaking of, uh, you know, TV shows. Well, I was going to say, you know, uh, a movie with music and stuff like that. Oh, um, oh my gosh. I, I need to just say this really quickly because I need to address the CJ Thunder took my man card away when I said that I sort of enjoyed Pitch Perfect, you know, those movies. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but then, you know, the man card was returned when I said, well, it was for Sarah. It was for Miss Light here. Thanks. But then CJ Thunder texts me and says, oh, my gosh, I loved the musical episode of The Flash this week. Oh, so here's my question. Mr. Thunder is concerned that his man card is going to be taken away. So let's vote. Does does Mr. Thunder's enjoyment of a musical episode of The Flash revoke his manhood? I mean, is it time to castrate him? No, of course not. He can enjoy not it if he literally <laughs> Barry Allen said himself that he enjoyed saying or enjoyed musicals. So, okay. If, if the flash has his man card taken away, then yeah, mm. I actually do not believe it. I, he, he was concerned. He texted, said, Oh my gosh, I might have to lose my man card. And I'm thinking, dude, I love musicals. Why well, wouldn't you? They're cultural. I, yeah. yeah sure. It's your horizon. I'm a musician too. So I used to play piano and musicals, but I mean, I've, I've always loved them. Why wouldn't you? Okay. So no, don't worry. Let me just say this. CJ thunder. You're still a man. You can keep your card. Phew. But I actually heard some very mixed reviews. I haven't watched it. The flash that musical episode. People were like, no, that was bad. It doesn't belong in the flash universe. You know, should have stayed with Supergirl. or did you watch it? Miss ice. I did. Did you like it? Not even a little bit. Okay. I liked the last three minutes of the show, but I found it incredibly awkward. Not really well done. It was just totally unnecessary. Like the whole storyline was a big giant plot device. Mm. <laughs> and so I, I mean, Karen and I, my, my co-host for Supergirl, we were just really glad that the, the crossover just happened on flash so that we didn't have to talk about it on Supergirl. Mm. But I respect talent that these guys have, you know, sure. clearly all of these actors yeah. have musical experience, but it is not that this is just not the right audience for that. Yeah, you know, I would agree. Mm. Yeah. Some people are going to love it, you know, and I, yeah, to be completely honest, I'm not surprised that CJ Thunder loved it because, you know, he and I've talked about how many interests that we have. And I know Martin, mm-hmm. the flash, for example, you know, we, we all have so many interests and so we're the kind of audience that would appreciate something like that. But at the same time, that's not the majority of who's actually watching the flash. Like you said, right. That's interesting. Well, this, this whole season for, for, I haven't watched much of arrow, but at least for flash and Supergirl, everything has just been devised. You know, there, there have been strategic steps in order for us to reveal certain parts of the story without it ever really flowing. Mm -hmm. And so this was just another disjointed effort to, I don't know, draw people in or, or pander to fans. I'm not exactly sure. That's been going on for a couple of years now though, across the board. But I will say this, I've kept up with arrow minus this week's episode. I haven't seen yet, but okay. um, It's been ironically, I know after the, that's what I've heard as soon as I stepped down from arrow squad. Um, and it wasn't just because of that. So it was actually the right decision anyway, but still 
um, after that gun control episode, which I was not a fan of every episode since then has been getting progressively better and more like a season one. And I'm going, oh my gosh, this, wow, this is what we've been like yearning for, for two years. So, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe they're putting all of their efforts in arrow, but one thing (laughs) I'll tell you what, and I, I've said this on arrow, um, on arrow squad and all that. And I'm saying it here is that when you're spread thin, it's difficult to do well with one thing at a time because you've got too many different things. And stepping down from arrow squad was the best decision for the real Brian show because I've been able to focus so much more time and effort on this show and I've had more fun with it. And, you know, the, the feedback that I'm getting is reflecting that extra time and focus. That clarity of mind and yeah. time. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Great. We've been watching super stories. You know, I, I love that show. It's so ridiculous. But and the boss is trying to get the integrity word and encourages employees to like lie on the application <laughs> process <laughs> so he could win the integrity word because you get an unframed certificate and an all you can eat buffet. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that not an award or what? And, and, That's then, hilarious. and then I get to work this week and they're like, please nominate your coworkers for the integrity award. I'm like, no way. <laughs> unframed certificates and all you can eat buffets. Uh, speaking of that, they closed the country buffet here. I'm sorry. What the heck? I'm so sorry. I mean, that's like the worst possible place to eat in the world. Well, maybe not. We went there once because your grandmother was like, dude, we're going to go to the all you can eat buffet, country buffet. Woo! And I remember going there and throwing up the Just next day. Just go to day. the casino. Oh, that food is. Yeah. I don't think it's food. It's it's okay. It's gone now. You don't have to worry I anymore. I like all you can eat sushi. There's one place in Denver mm-hmm. that has all you can eat sushi, but it is actually some of the best sushi that I've ever had because normally something like that would scare me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you so have to good. eat it. If you don't eat it, you have to pay for the parts you didn't eat. Well, you probably shouldn't talk more about sushi because we know how Miss Ice is. Okay, sushi. <laughs> it's okay. If I'm not smelling it, it doesn't matter. It, it's the smell that, you know, it's the gets smell. Me. Oh anyway, my gosh. So All right. So what are you watching, Miss Ice? I started Iron Fist this weekend. Nice. Did you start it as well? I did. What do you I think? don't know anything about Iron Fist. I don't know much about Marvel in general. And so I went into it with very clean slate tabula rasa. Nice. And I am enjoying it. I like the slow paced and it's not as dark as Jessica Jones. It's yes. not as violent as Daredevil. And I haven't seen Luke Cage because I was turned off by Jessica Jones. And so and so it was, it's just a, it's a nice change of pace. Some fun fight scenes. I don't think it's like the best fight scenes ever, but it's kind of quirky and fun. How about you? I love it. I would say the exact same thing that you said about the comparisons. I saw season one of Daredevil and I liked it and I didn't mind personally the violence, but uh, ironically to me, that was dark. Uh, I couldn't even get into Jessica Jones because of how dark it was, but that's me. Yeah. I don't like dark shows. I stopped after three episodes because that, that whole mind control stuff. Yeah. I can't do that. Well, she was just tortured and I yeah. get it. Like it was very real, but I just, yep. I, I don't like watching that stuff. So yeah, yeah, some exactly. people loved it and that's fine. It gets into your mind. It does. Yeah, it really does. And I haven't watched season two of Daredevil, so I can't speak on that. I will say I loved Luke Cage. Um, okay. That took me longer to get through because there were some scenes of Luke Cage that was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then there were other things that just kind of dragged on. Okay. And I was like, Ugh, I'm getting kind of tired of See, watching that's this. That's kind of why I wasn't sure if I should try it because he was part of it's the it. few Jessica Jones episodes I saw. And so I thought it was going to be an extension of that in its darkness. Not really. No. Okay. There, there is darkness, but nothing like Jessica Jones. Okay. 
nothing like it. I love it. I think Luke Cage okay. is incredible. But yeah, <laughs> Iron Fist, you're right. It, it it kind of employs more of the uh, the Marvel movie humor a little bit more, the yeah. lightness. But yet at the same time, it's pretty serious. But um, man, I, I'm loving it. There's something about mm-hmm. it that really drew me in and I haven't been able to figure that one out yet. The character of Danny Rand is so different from... Because like... Yeah. You, if if you think about it in terms of like a DC comparison, he's probably closest to the comic book version of Oliver Queen in how like he he was presumed missing for a long time and before he left he was this yeah. rich kid and when he comes back he's this well-trained like this assassin, yeah. you know, he, he's he's a living weapon not yeah. an assassin, but yeah. but and so and they both have missions in order to complete that they're not sharing with the rest of the world. That's true and, and a so, billionaire Yep, yeah, billionaire. that's very true. And in that, they have a like not not the Arrow version of Oliver, but the that like the comic book version of Oliver Queen. They have that spunkiness to them, where where everything can be kind of lighthearted, kind of more like the Smallville version of Oliver Queen. Mm, you know, yeah. quippy. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of how I see Danny Rand. He he's not he's not necessarily funny, but he's more lighthearted. Yeah. In spite of his circumstances or in spite of the trauma of his past. Very interesting. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why I like it because there, there is an element of, of light in him that you don't get in the other defenders. Good. I, I think we both can five thumbs up recommend that one. So mm-hmm. yeah, we got to go try a T flight Two T flights. Actually, it was great. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite? Well, I do the decafs usually. So I'm more of the relaxation teas. Those are my favorite, which was good because it's chamomile, but it also had um, lavender. lavender, which kind of overshadowed the chamomile flavor, which I like. Mm-hmm. It was really good. They're very peaceful, very calming. I had the let's see. There was a uh, green. No, no, no. I'm sorry. There was a yellow tea, which is very cool. It's the only yellow tea I've ever seen before. Um, yellow tea and then an oolong and then a black tea. And the yellow tea at first, it was very interesting. It's called China Snow Dragon, but it was at first I was like, I don't know if I like this. It's kind of weird. It's almost minerally tasting, but then towards the end I'm going, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like, as it cooled down and a lot of teas will do that, but really liked it. And then I had realized that this is a yellow tea, which I was like, I didn't even know there was, of course thing. it's like the most expensive tea in the entire store. Of course, well, one of the most <laughs> miss ice. Do you have something that you've been eating or drinking lately? You're like, Oh, oh no. like a I have been drinking a lot of water. That's good. Hydration's good. My my New Year's resolution was to drink a gallon of water a day. A good gallon? That is a and ton of water. Th- there has only been a couple days when I haven't met that goal. And I got to say, it changes everything. It does. I feel so much better How many every ounces day. is in a gallon? That's a lot of, that's 120 something ounces. Okay. Yeah, that's about what I drink. But aren't you going to dilute all your minerals that way? Not necessarily. I hope so. You hope so? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking no about- No carbon dating on this girl. I was thinking about going on the Aquatarian diet. Oh my God. Just water, nothing else. But 120 ounces is a good thing. Go after the gallon. I love it. Okay, so just water, nothing else. Coffee. Girl, we need to get you back out to Colorado to try some good foods. Like, yeah, or as we call it in my family, brown water. <laughs> coffee is brown water. Because we, we drink it as much as we drink as much coffee as we That's drink true. water. That's true. <laughs> Which is why I need to drink so much water. <laughs> okay. So now you said you had some of that uh, uh, Papua New Guinea and you were saying something about like the difference between fresh roasted coffee and something else. I, and I, I don't remember what you said, but it was a fascinating comment. <laughs> we, we buy in bulk because we drink so much coffee. Brown water. And so it's. 
yeah, drink so much brown water. But so it's just, you know, when, when something is freshly roasted and vacuum sealed and sent to your doorstep, you know, it's, it's very different than going and picking something up at your local grocery store. And I mean, everything from the smell to mm. what, do you, what do you call it? The way that it, um, blooms, blooms, blooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, whenever you send me coffee, I, I make um, French press. I don't oh, nice. brew it like usual. And so it just watching uh, when I visited you and watched you make it, you know, that gave me the instruction that I needed to be able to repeat that yeah. when I was not with you. And so it just, it just changes everything. It tastes different. It's not like inhaling coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More savory. You're enjoying it. Yeah. It's interesting. I was reading more about uh, mycotoxins that are in low quality coffee beans, which I don't know a whole lot about that, but I know it's not good for you. I can tell you that, but they were saying that only some of the, really some of the better quality coffees, you know, there's only a certain percentage of coffees in the world that actually are uh, either free of or have significantly less mycotoxins in them. And and they were saying that, you know, those mycotoxins can really build up in your system and be bad for you. So just another reason to buy higher quality coffee, not just for the taste and the savoring of the moment, but because it's better for you. Mm-hmm. And just throwing right. that out. Well, and you can t- like w- once I started paying attention to coffee and it wasn't just like since I've met you, but you know, since I've started drinking coffee in the amounts that I do I, at first when I when I started drinking it, I was getting heartburn so often mm-hmm. and yeah. I can't remember exactly what I found was in the coffee I was drinking, but it was very specific to the brand. And oh. so I switched I switched brands and didn't get heartburn anymore. That's interesting. I've heard that and from so, so many different people, too. Yeah. 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 But also drinking I, enough water like to, yes. to, to, to balance out the, the acidity. Eh? Yeah, the acidity. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, it is so important because that will yes. in, undoubtedly give you heartburn. Well, that's something that I do every time I get coffee. If I go, well, if I drink coffee at home, I have a 32 ounce cup of water next to it. And then if I'm, you know, at a coffee shop, I'm always ordering a water or, you know, if they've got the, the glasses or whatever, but I've constantly, it's like you drink your coffee, you savor it, and then you drink water and then you drink more coffee and you savor it and then you drink more water. And that's how I do it. Cause it's, I've noticed that if I just drink coffee with no water, then yeah, it's not just heartburn for me, but I just don't feel right. Mm. And, but yeah, I've heard so many people have said, you know, I get heartburn when I drink coffee and okay, I can't have coffee or I can't have caffeine or whatever. And I'm thinking like, maybe you could try getting a better quality coffee and see if that helps. Yeah. It, it changes everything. Just like food. You know, when, when I think I, I think I wrote about this in a blog post recently, but like the difference between canned asparagus and fresh asparagus oh, is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, they're not even comparable because you know it's fresh food. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like there there are reasons to use canned something. Like you you can buy frozen fruit, you know, for for smoothies or something mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter, you know. But when you're when you're in a situation where you want to be able to actually taste the food <laughs> that you're preparing, <laughs> yeah. instead of just like using its nutrients, then you know you mm-hmm. you buy quality food. Absolutely. We're proponents of that. Huge. Not to mention it just tastes good and I love talking about yeah. it. It's fun. All right. So I want to bring up one thing. Well, actually, I know you brought this up, but I want to do one more thing before we wrap up for the day. And this one was so fascinating. Miss Ice, you brought this up. This idea of what if, and this was sparked by, of course, the presidential debates and then the election recently. What if Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton swapped genders? So Miss Ice, please explain this. It was an article in our our newspaper on Sunday that a couple of professors from um, NYU 
put together this performance where a woman rehearsed all of the lines that Trump delivered at one of the debates and the man rehearsed all the lines that Hillary Clinton delivered at the debate, you know, all of their mannerisms, all of the intonations, but you know, the, the man presenting the woman's case and vice versa. And they held this debate between a female Donald Trump and a male Hillary Clinton in front of their colleagues. And I think it was actually, you know, uh, they were selling tickets to it. I can't remember mm-hmm. what the exact yeah. platform was, but Their hypothesis was we are going to hate the woman as Donald Trump and we are going to love the man as Hillary Clinton. And they were seriously challenged in the results of it. And they ended up really appealing to the woman as Donald Trump and finding the man as Hillary Clinton to be very feminine and very kind of annoying. And so their idealisms on the whole situation were really challenged. And I found it fascinating because it's it's kind of a, a study in empathy, you know, mm-hmm. where you you put you put yourself into somebody else's shoes. Yeah. But this was this was a very different type of putting yourself into someone else's shoes because we for the first time we really had uh such a stark contrast between two candidates in their gender. Man, I found it so fascinating because I really like you said that that was interesting is that the woman that was basically reciting what John, you know, Donald Trump did mm-hmm. was literally being Donald Trump, exact same yeah. facial expressions, exact same mannerisms, interrupting, mm-hmm. you know, all the, everything saying yep. the same stuff. And you know, the, the guy that was playing Hillary Clinton, same thing constantly. They mentioned that like, uh, the guy that was playing Hillary was just smiling all the time. And yeah. I didn't even think about that, that Hillary used to smile all the time. Many women are taught to smile through things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that today. Smiling is good for your brain. But it is. But when when people try to smile fakely, fakely, anyway, fakely. through something that is uncomfortable, that's not a real smile. That's not a genuine smile. That's a, uh, it's a defense mechanism of some kind. And I, I didn't really realize mm-hmm. that people did that, but they were saying that this is something that's been going on. And as this guy was trying to smile like Hillary did, it actually kind of backfired on him. Yeah, they didn't like that, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. And then, you know, they, they, there was one person saying you know, like they did not like Trump. It was off putting. It was terrible. And they expected this woman to be just as off putting as Trump. But instead it was this idea that uh, they developed an empathy for the people who voted for him because it made sense. And then I love this saying, I kind of want to have a beer with her. Yeah. The girl that was being Donald Trump. And I thought, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, here, this was one uh, comment. People felt that the male version of Clinton was feminine and that that was bad. And as a gay man who worked really hard, especially when I was younger, to erase femininity from my body for better or worse, I found myself feeling really upset hearing those things. And before that, he says, I was particularly struck by the post-performance discussions about effeminacy. Mm. And I think what is so interesting about this whole situation isn't necessarily that they developed empathy, but that they are willing to admit that they were surprised by it. Mm-hmm. because yeah. what, whoever you voted for in the last election, a significant <laughs> number of this country put Trump into office. And I, I have a really hard time believing that people genuinely think all of those people are haters and fear mongers. There's something about it that I just, I've been so desperate for people to look deeper than just the surface of who Trump is and to figure out why so many people voted for him. And I feel like this is a step in the right direction because the other side 
just needs to connect with that thing that drew them in about a candidate who won it all. Hmm. We have yet to really <laughs> nail down what it is. I mean, it, it took everybody by surprise. I haven't been able to quite articulate it yet, but I'm just, I'm so fascinated by the study and I really hope that yeah. they take this on the road so that I can see it. I think it's interesting. You know, there was a, a paragraph in here, and by the way, you know, we can link to this in the show notes, but it, it was just interesting because uh, they were saying that when watching the woman play Trump, they, they were surprised because they didn't see this during the original election. But again, it was recreated. They were saying, I'm just so struck by how precise Trump's technique is. Or I liked this one, a musical theater composer said that Trump created quote hummable lyrics while Clinton talked a lot. What there was just no hook to it basically. And I thought, wow, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So I, I love how they're sitting down and like, like you said, they've, they've switched the genders here to try to understand what was going on here. And they're getting extremely analytical at this and trying to understand. I love that because you kind of, it, it humanizes things a little bit more. It helps you to understand things a little bit more. Uh, I mean, it's not going to solve the hate probably and some of the right. things going on, but it is an, a very fascinating study and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. It's a, a mark of who we are as human beings when we when we make these efforts to understand people that we've labeled as haters. Yeah. <laughs> That's never the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just labeling it as something, giving it a label and walking away from it, let's dig a little bit deeper. It let's not just- courage, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It does take courage. You know, it goes back to, again, what I was talking about Monday about the issue and, you know, bringing the homeless issue into the, the, the discussion and somebody saying, yeah, but you don't know their whole story. True. It's right. a very true fact. It's a great challenge and it's a great reminder that regardless, whether it's homeless person, whether it's the presidential elections, whether it's anyone, you know, you don't necessarily know their story ever. Mm-hmm. And to understand the story, understand behind the scenes. I mean, we just talked about coach Carter. Well, it was loosely based. Well, what is the real story? Mm-hmm. I would be curious to know. I think mm-hmm. it's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, we could keep going because that's naturally how we do things. But, <laughs> that's uh, how we do things here. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to talk about. We'll save for next time. All right. Come back. Like come it. back. Would you like okay. to come back? Oh, if I, if I must. <laughs> uh, would you like to have more? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to have more of this amazingness? Well, honk, honk festiveness. Yeah, honk honk festiveness. festiveness. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Ice, thanks for joining us here. Thank you for having me, guys. It was so much fun. We'll see you next time. Adios. So as I mentioned, Sarah and I have been going back to the Star Wars movies. We're finally almost done after having seen Star Wars Power of the Costume Art Exhibit. And we're actually on Force Awakens now. And then since Rogue One literally is coming out today, we're going to watch it this weekend or something. I hope I hope we can. Anyway, I got to say this. Getting through the first movie once again with Jar Jar Banks was, well, let's just say challenging. So today, I wanted to bring Jar Jar on The Real Brian Show so that we could put this whole thing to rest for all of us. All of us who have had to suffer through the tragedy that is Jar Jar Banks. So let's rock this, okay? Jar Jar Banks, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Misa back. What do you mean back? You've never even been on The Real Brian Show. Misa Boston with happiness seeing you again. Well, it's good to see you too, Jar Jar, but we've actually never met before today. What Misa I have absolutely no idea. And I wanted to talk about a sensitive issue today. That is a lot of people really, really hated you in Star Wars. But let's face it. It wasn't your fault, was it? You're so mightn't be saying that. Okay, so what exactly happened to get you in this situation? Misa caused maybe one or two little bitty accidentes. Huh? You'd say, boom, the gasser. Then crash into the bus's hay blibber. 
been banished. Okay, so you crashed George Lucas's car, and then he punished you with this character. Uh-huh. Wow, that's messed up. Huh. Well, unfortunately, a lot, and I mean a lot of fans, really had a hard time with you. No again. No again. The beans here about crazy. Yeah. We shall be robbed and crunched. Well, no, I don't think so, but your character just sort of sucked, man. I mean, it jacked up Star Wars for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I know. Agreed. It is icky. So what was going through your mind, you know, when you saw yourself on screen for the first time in Phantom Menace? All right. So what's up with this theory that you're actually a Sith Lord? And the one responsible for really causing the galaxy to go to crap. This is nuts. Really? Because you do know that you're responsible for giving Palpatine, you know, executive power, which in turn enslaved the entire galaxy to a Sith Lord. And uh, also it's pretty plausible that you might have even been strong with the force, but we're hiding it only to unleash it in secret later. Oh, Maxi bit the force. Well, that smells stinkily. So... You don't have any more to add on that? More? More did you speak? Yeah. My long no. Miss a day starting pity orky day with the brisky morning munching, then boom! Getting very scared and grabbing that Jedi and pow! Miss it here. That's not what I asked. Uh, but okay, so if you're not a Sith Lord, then what are you? Miss it called Jaja Binks. Miss it your humble servant. Right. Okay, definitely not a Sith Lord. Ah, your support is well seen. Wait a minute, hold on. You're my servant? Yeah. Why? Oh, Mui, Mui, I love you. Huh. Excuse me. Oh, please don't ever say that again. What? You should follow me now, Orchidae. Where? Like like on social media or something like that? Uh-huh. Well, sure, I guess we could uh, follow you. In- oh, you know what the music means. Our time is up. Saved by the music. Whew. All right, we're putting Jar Jar to rest. Join me Monday. I swear this time we're going to talk about how to overcome the bullies in your life. Pushed it off a week, but definitely coming up on Monday. Thanks so much for joining me. Have an amazing weekend. I am The Real Brian, and I'm signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.